0: Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick Spencer. You always get all the answers. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. Bing, bong. It's time for the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome in to
1: this Friday. January 7th edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned, full-service funeral home, proudly serving the area since 1880. Spencer Puey, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us on the snowy Friday here in the eastern panhandle of West Virginia. And uh, you bring up the word snow, and that means causes chaos, because now our schedule's all messed up because Mother Nature decided to uh, blanket, I think, what, five and four to five inches of snow and cancel schools, uh, cancel games for tonight. Uh, also, last night as well, we were supposed to, have a post, supposed to have a game last night. And then tomorrow, it seems uh, we got an email earlier today from the Shepherd Athletic Department as their games tomorrow, their women, men's and women's basketball games have been postponed. The Monday women's basketball game has been postponed as well. Uh so a lot of postponements. And uh so our schedule shifts around. Tomorrow night we will have the game we're supposed to have tonight. That being Spring Mills at Muscleman Boys Basketball Nick and I will be on the call for that but kind of a whirlwind of changes due to mother nature and other things.
2: Yeah, and it all came out probably within 5 minutes of uh each other. You were on your phone and saw the uh message that shepherds games were postponed and then a couple minutes later you told us all right we are working again tomorrow for spring mills muscleman yeah so. uh well the thing was is i usually we get uh
1: because when we broadcast the shepherd games we also share our stream with the peace digital network so we get a stream a stream key sent to us and i was assuming that's what i was getting sent this morning and i was like that's not the message this reads <laughs> i guess we're not calling shepherd tomorrow uh, but, you know, this world, everything's in. We're right now with COVID and everything. Uh, a lot of postponements in the PSAC. So definitely uh, going to be an interesting season, how they're going to finish out this season.
3: Yeah, and hopefully it doesn't get affected too much. Obviously, you know, last year they didn't get to play basketball in Division Two or at least in the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference. And, uh, you know, there wasn't a whole lot going on. Last year in the PSAC due to COVID 19. So they returned to the court this year, and, and hopefully it, it's not too crazy. But obviously, we know in the world right now, like things are going to get canceled, things are going to get postponed due to COVID. And now, obviously, we have weather playing a factor on the high school side of things as well. So, you know, you always got to adjust to that stuff. But hopefully, the COVID doesn't get too bad that we start seeing it impact things drastically at both levels even though we've already seen a a pretty significant impact um so far
2: yeah i mean we already had a couple uh we had the winter break for shepherd women's and their last game got postponed yeah their exhibition it might be a month now in total that They've been off the court because, well, as you said, you take Monday's off. game was also postponed as well. Yeah,
1: I was just getting to that. So, the last time they were on the court for a game was, drum roll, please, Sunday, December 19th. So, if you postpone this, the, the next possible day they could play a game would be Wednesday, January 12th versus Bloomsburg. So, that is nearly a month.
2: That's Which crazy. Is. Not good, especially yeah. because you just keep thinking your team's going to be flat almost. Exactly, yeah. I, I mean, I hope not because it's a really good team. They're 10-1 and one overall, and the one loss was a game that uh, they were forced to play back-to-back days, which is ridiculous for uh, basketball, especially conference play in the regular season. It should not happen ever, but that's just my opinion. It happened. They lost. Move on. This team's good. But now with all these postponements, it's probably going to have to happen more this year to fill it all in if they want. Yeah,
1: definitely. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about the matchup that we're going to kind of preview today for tonight's broadcast, but it will now be tomorrow. So 7.30 tip at Musselman between Musselman and Spring Mills boys basketball tomorrow night at the 7 p.m. Johnny's Express tip-off show. That'll be on TV 10 and WRNR TV only due to uh, NFL games kind of ending or kind of late in the game and then we just you know kind of this is a late addition so uh definitely makes things easier if we just go on tv10 and wrnr and tv on youtube uh but these two games uh, obviously looking back to muscleman's last game they want to get that bad taste out of their mouth quickly they lost a game uh on tuesday that you guys broadcasted
3: yeah and this is a matchup that we'll see tomorrow between two very different teams in terms of Experience Musselman has a ton of experience. Uh, Spring Mills is a very young team with really a lot of talent. I think both these teams are talented. I think, again, like every EPAC matchup could go either way, and this is definitely a game that could go either way. Um, It will be interesting to see how Musselman matches some of the young athleticism of Spring Mills. They did a really good job against uh, Jefferson defensively, even though they shot the ball poorly. So presuming they have a better shooting night, should be a pretty competitive basketball game, and, and Spring Mills is a young team, so you never really know what you're going to get out of young teams that are led by freshmen. Um, you know, one night they can look great. We even saw that in in between halves in that game that we had for Spring Mills. In the first half, they looked like a really good basketball team. In the second half, they were a little bit sloppy in and, and didn't play as well, but still were able to finish and get the win. So, you know, it, it should be an interesting game. I think the matchups definitely interesting and hopefully too for Musselman they'll have coach Basil as well because I, I do think obviously at the high school level like coaching is very important to have your head coach so hopefully he can be out there for the game but if not uh i think coach ransom uh or coach branson did a, a pretty good job for them uh filling in
2: yeah i'm looking forward to uh the game tomorrow spring mills is a young scrappy team the time that uh We saw them play was against Fort Hill, who had some experience, had some very athletic players. They were mostly football uh, stars, one of them being a future D1 football star that they all just won the state championship with. Yes, you can argue the fact that they didn't really have a lot of practices to get in on the basketball court, but an athlete's an athlete. They can transition just fine especially at the uh, high school level I feel like they're still kids that probably play in basketball in gym class even though they were in the football season so this team from Spring Mills should be a uh, interesting game for Musselman we just saw them this past week and it was a struggle for them against Jefferson especially when it came to shooting so we'll have to see if uh, a couple practices this week since they didn't have any games lately help them out uh when it comes to shooting the ball
3: another thing before we move on too i think well, spring mills has proved themselves in the non-conference this is a chance to really make a statement against this muslim team because they were already regarded as a pretty good team in the EPAC. So if you get this win then i think that really brings the attention to the martinsburgs and the jeffersons like hey spring mills might be that third team that we have to look out for here in this uh, conference and, and even though they're a young team they can definitely compete with us
1: yeah, and I would tend to agree with that, and I think it could kind of be like a kind of a wake up call for teams like Martinsburg that just haven't had the games to play, but they are still trying to get everything together. And I think when you look at a, at a team like Spring Mills, obviously young talent, and uh, you know they could just be a team that kind of not at this point not really surprises people, but maybe surprises people when it comes to the playoffs.
3: I I think that would definitely be the thing to look out for. I I still think, too, like while you've had success in the non-conference, the EPAC teams may not know how to necessarily compare those wins yet. So, you know, when you start beating teams like Musselman or or competing with a team like Musselman, who's already regarded as, you know, a very good veteran team, then you start to show yourself to these other EPAC teams as being a a legit team to look out for because – You can compare them. You've matched up with a team like Musselman. You know Musselman's been tough against you already because they had a chance to win that game against Jefferson while they didn't play well. like They they held Jefferson to 49 points. A few shots go their way. They have a chance to win that one. So
1: you got to respect Spring Mills if they go out and put up a good fight. Before we hit the break here, you were talking about uh, Musselman potentially having their coach back. Just got a confirmation text. He will be back. All right. Sources confirm he will Plied be back to hear, that he's yeah. feeling I mean, much better. That's, so. you know, that's the the most important thing is that he's feeling better, but I bet he is happy to not be watching the game from home. <laughs> Cuz yeah. I mean, the way that he coaches, he definitely needs to be there.
2: Yeah. I feel like he was uh, screaming if he was watching our <laughs> uh, TV10.
1: No doubt, no TV. doubt.
2: Uh that does it for the we segment? respect that, coach. If you're tuning in.
1: No doubt. That does it for this first segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Camp Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to Parsonsford.com for more. When we come back, uh, we'll take a little dip in the NFL uh game. Kind of a lot of stuff going on this weekend and uh Tampa Bay Bucks news not related to uh to A B. That's next on the sports mix.
2: Anyways. My to bark like hounds I focus on my breathing the
0: sound you're tuned in to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on talk radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 and TV 10.
1: Welcome back to this Friday edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Punick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. We'll get into some NFL news here out of Tampa Bay. Offensive coordinator, former Marshall quarterback Byron Leftwich to interview for the Jacksonville Jaguars head coaching job. Uh, to be honest, I think this is a year overdue. I think he should have been more considered for candidates, or should have been a more considered candidate for head coaching jobs a year ago. Uh, but the Bucks lead the NFL in yards per game, passing yards per game, and rank second in points scored per game. They rank seventh, second, third in those categories in 2020. For rushing yards per game, the Bucks ranked 28th in 2020 and 27th of this season. So obviously, you're going to have a quarterback as your OC is going to be a more pass guy. Well, plus they don't really have
3: great running backs in Tampa Bay, but yeah.
2: I, well, they have Leonard Fournette, but yeah, playoff plenty. Playoff Lenny? Is that a nickname? It was last year. Well... When he dominated in the playoffs. I do wonder with Byron
3: Leftwich how much is it the players on the team and how much is it him? Because yeah. obviously you have Tom Brady, yeah. you know Mike Evans, Antonio Brown at one point, uh, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski. I mean, those guys are all probably Hall of Famers on that offense, uh, or at least Hall of Fame type talents. I don't know about Godwin yet, but... Um, and obviously Leonard Fournette, so... They have a really good offense there, and if he's going to be heading to Jacksonville, they obviously have potential in Trevor Lawrence, but not a whole lot around him. So it would be a big challenge, but that'd be interesting to see Byron Leftwich go back there, kind of. And I think he would have been a successful NFL quarterback. He just had a ton of injuries early in his career, and he ended up winning a Super Bowl as a backup for Ben Roethlisberger. So there you go.
2: Yeah, I like the uh, idea, and I kind of agree that uh, maybe you should have been more in the running last year for the uh, position, but at the same time, I kind of do understand the uh, going after of Urban Meyer because I don't think people a year ago thought that it would end up like uh, it did this year. Yes, he did have some issues, never had any professional coaching experience, But he was still a really good coach there during his time in uh, college football. It just seemed like it never panned out. If that was the Jaguars' fault, probably not. It was more of Meyer's fault. But now the Jags have a chance to uh, correct it, and we'll see how things play out this week there because we already uh, heard that their fans are dressing up like clowns as well because they want the GM fired.
1: Yeah, that's a whole situation down there. Uh, but in this ESPN article uh, written by Michael De Roca, uh he highlights in it, if Leftwich were to be hired, the Jaguars have already interviewed uh, Jim Caldwell, Doug Pe- Peterson, uh, Tampa Bay defensive coordinator Todd Bowles, and are also scheduled to interview Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett within the next week. Uh, I also saw Bill O'Brien is expected to interview. Yep, Bill O'Brien expected to the interview. They've the Jaguars have also requested interviews from Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, and Indianapolis defensive coordinator Matt A Burfless. A Burfless. I don't know how to say his He's last. name. Eric Bieniemy's? I don't It's just like nobody wants to hire him as a head coach. It's just like why. they think that. Pat Mahomes is literally the only reason they win. But oh, interesting scenario here would be if Dallas offensive coordinator Kellen Moore gets the interview and he gets hired, he'd be a 33-year-old coach. And we saw that again with Sean McVay out in L.A. But when you have a coach like that and you have an offensive coordinator like that, they can relate more to the guys. When you have such a young guy, yeah, they could
2: have players that are. Older that's why I than think
1: them. Sean McVay is so successful, as well as you know a guy like Matt Lafleur. I think early forties, uh, he can relate to Aaron Rodgers a lot, and I just think that when you have young coaches that have shown they can be successful at a coaching, you know, at a position coach then a coordinator position, uh, you know, maybe that just helps with the camaraderie of the team because I think the Rams, you know, although they've had their struggles, you know, they didn't, they don't necessarily have the before this season they didn't really have a good quarterback i personally think that when you hire a young coach it helps a lot of people because the culture is more of these guys recently you know they're young enough to know what you know guys in their late 20s mid 20s even early 20s are all about it's funny
3: too that tom brady is older than byron northridge (laughs)
0: Yeah. yeah
3: and uh also if byron were to leave You know, this was just a thought that came to my mind randomly, like yesterday. I was like, what if Ben Roffensberger became the offensive coordinator in Tampa Bay just because of his relationship with Bruce Arians? That would be kind of funny to think about. Could you about, imagine
2: yeah. Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> as the – He's
3: also like the emergency quarterback
1: if something were to happen to Brady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so if, but back to Leftwich, if he were to be hired – That'd be smart. Uh, it would be a homecoming of sorts for him. The Jaguars drafted him third overall in 2003 out of Marshall, and he ranks fourth in franchise history in passing yards and passing touchdowns. So I think the draw for the job for him is the fact that he played there, and it, during the time he was there, he did – really well for the franchise and i think that's probably the draw on the team side of why they'd want to bring him back especially with everything going on you mentioned about their fans what they're set to do this weekend uh i think that
2: maybe that's what washington needs to do to get rid of dan
1: snyder (laughs) that's a whole topic for another day i don't even know what to tell you there I don't have anything to tell you about that. Uh, Other NFL news, uh, J.J. Watt from the Cardinals designated a return from IR. Uh, He could be activated, the 53-man roster at any point during the next three weeks at the end of the 21-day period. Uh, or at the end of the 21 day period he started practicing today uh the move means watt could be back for a playoff game either the wild card game or beyond if the team advances so that could be the you know getting jJ watt back could be a a huge for that arizona defensive line
3: yes and no i don't i don't think jJ watt is the same player that he was and, and, and it is good to see him back i think he still demands some respect on the d line but you know he does have a lot of injury issues uh, at this point in his career, and he's definitely not the same guy he once was. He's not TJ. Yeah, I mean, but JJ at one point was TJ. He was that's better true. than TJ. Uh, you know, I mean, TJ might
2: break their sack record. This we'll see. Year. Yeah, yeah. So that's,
3: that's and he would do it legitimately because it would yes. be in fifteen games, I think, because he missed a few. Yeah. Not that it wouldn't be legitimately, but it wouldn't be I I know what you mean because
2: it's the longer season this year with 18 weeks and 17 17 games. games.
1: Definitely interesting. Uh, So Paul Gutierrez, ESPN staff writer, puts, Vegas Raiders want to beat Los Angeles Chargers to make the playoffs not settle for a tie. I mean, obviously. That's the most obvious headline I've ever heard. Well, yeah, but they both could tie if they want to.
3: If the Doesn't Jaguars, hurt? yeah, I was about called. to say they, they both to be could tie if first. they want to, but that
1: would be so dumb. That's and, what and I'm saying. No why, would you, why would you want to tie in a game? Well, there's no like way the Steelers to. and Lions obviously didn't want to tie. The, the Lions' rivals, maybe could have said Why it for wouldn't
2: that. you want to knock your rival out of the playoffs?
1: I don't know. I mean, that like right? what you just said right there about a rival that'd be fuel enough for I me. I'm to I'm pretty win sure
2: that's kind of what bit the Steelers in the butt last year. Sorry, Steeler fans, had the opportunity. It's fair. Didn't they did have it. a
3: chance to knock the Browns yeah. out, and then they lost him. But this would be a different situation. They wouldn't play each other. But still, I, I mean, it's your rival. You don't want them in the playoffs. And obviously the Steelers didn't try to tie. They just rested their starters. Yes. So.
1: Yeah, but, uh, but that's – I don't even know why that's even a headline about the Raiders. Well, there's, there's just been a lot of talk I about don't
3: understand. this idea that somebody came up with pretty much on Twitter –
2: yeah, it, it was you know, if the like Jaguars a win should oh the Raiders gosh. and the Chargers just take knees back and forth. No they play
3: the boringest football. football game in history, which would be funny,
2: but <laughs> would be. Imagine they being have that got the game, that. Though
3: They should have kept it at the time that it was.
2: I've got a quote for you. Okay.
1: Okay. The Raiders interim head coach Rich Basaka. Not certain how to say it. He was asked about said question about you know the numbers and the mathematical and everything, and he said, "quote I don't think I ever passed math, so I don't even know how the H you just or what the H you just talked about. All I know is that we're really excited about the opportunity in front of us on Sunday night. We're going to look." We're going to put our best foot forward. We're going to look to put a product on the field that all of Raider Nation can be proud of. So that's kind of our focus right now. That first line, I don't think I ever passed math. That was a good one. Did you? Yeah, I passed math, but I only had to take one math. Not well. but Well, (laughs) the math I took in college, I passed fine because it was easy. Yeah, but I only had to take one math. Same. Same. We'll get into a little Steelers news here, and then we'll get Washington football team news, and then we'll uh, hit the break here. Uh, Steelers place wide receiver Deontay Johnson, center Kendrick Green on the COVID in, or the COVID reserve list. That was last evening. Uh, they'll likely be without their top wide receiver, that being Deontay Johnson, right now. Uh cornerback Joe Hayden was also placed on the COVID list, and defensive coordinator Keith Butler entered, entered protocols the same day. Uh, you know, Johnson's the leading receiver this season, has a thousand yards on a hundred catches, his eight touchdowns, including uh two of them the last time the Steelers faced the Ravens. Rookie tight end Pat Faramuth. I don't know. Rob will probably tell me how to say that if he's tuned in. Is next with seven touchdowns and you know Chase Claypool obviously not playing a lot this season. Uh but having your best wide receiver, your leading receiver out, definitely hurts in your final game when you're trying to make a playoff push. It does. And you know, for Pittsburgh, they're a team that is limited
3: in how they can throw the ball and Deontay Johnson. Is a guy that can make a short pass a big play. So not having him will be huge in this game. Obviously, you know the Steelers and the Ravens are in pretty much the same situation. They both need Jacksonville to beat Indianapolis to even have a shot at the playoffs. Which probably won't happen. Probably won't. But again, the Jaguars. I think I mentioned this. It's NFL football. You never know. Well, the Colts haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014. Yeah. Yes, so, you did mention that. You know there is a small chance. Um, while it's not a great chance. And they only lost to the Colts by seven, I think, last time. 24-17, I believe, was the final. Now, the Colts have gotten a lot better since then. But, um, you know, from a Ravens fan perspective, I'm fine with the Steelers not having those players. But for Steeler fans, obviously, you're going to be worried about it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, the game probably won't matter that much anyway.
2: By the way, since we're talking football, I think a couple days ago Peter Rosenberg was uh, tuned into us because I – I'm looking again at what Didn't you, uh, text you that? texted to me. And it's uh, him talking about the Washington football field and could Baker Mayfield head to D.C. next year. And they're trying to say that they had it first. And I'm saying that's not true.
1: <laughs> Colin McLaughlin had it first, everybody. You heard it here first. Uh, as we transition to Washington football here before we hit the break, uh, quite a few things on a different lines to talk about here. First, we'll talk about something that is going to impact on the field play, uh, Washington football team signs left tackle Charles Leonard Jr. to a three-year extension. Uh, he signed back in May, uh, just a one-year kind of prove-it deal, and obviously he's proved it. He's, I believe he's played in every single game this year, which is durability, consistency on an offensive line that had so many moving parts uh, due to injury and due to COVID this year.
2: Yeah, and he's a guy that uh, seems like can replace Trent Williams, who a lot of fans were frustrated with uh, just letting him go, even though it was left tackle
1: extension since Trent Williams.
2: He was, I mean, Trent Williams is still probably one of the best left tackles in the league, but you finally might have found a replacement, so you you can possibly now go help build the rest of the line. Did you? uh,
1: Did you see what Trent Williams has out right now? No. You have to pay for it, so I've not watched it. He has, it's called Silverback, the Trent Williams story. It is a documentary that talks about his battle with cancer, and I'm assuming there's some jabs in there at the Washington franchise.
2: Oh, of course there is. Everybody after wants to after jabs at the after Washington every,
1: I mean, you remember how the they, whole situation went it. down. I mean, it's I deservedly deserve so, it. yeah, but I'm the whole s- I'm, I would hope there is in there, and I would hope that Dan Snyder tries to do something about it, and he can just kind of. Dan Snyder Not would
2: him. probably sue That's all he does There is an
1: article on the Washington Post Published seven hours ago About Washington Here Well I can't read it Because Too many people have have Viewed uh, I'll just read the headline We don't have enough Washington Post uh, Stories left To do so on this computer Dan Snyder's failures Hang over the Washington football team yeah. Continue Good job Good job Washington Post Whoever wrote this story Uh, for getting it out there. Let me see if I can see who wrote the story. I can't even see who wrote the story. It won't let me see who wrote the story. That sucks. Uh, But other news here, as we'll hit break here momentarily. Uh, Former Washington running back Clinton Porter sentenced to six months in prison for his health care fraud. I believe, what did I say this morning on the uh, Sports Report? One of 13 former players, or one of 15 former players to plead guilty to defrauding the NFL with some facing more serious legal repercussions. Uh, I was reading some documents that kind of came out, and uh, it was talking about how the mental health that he's battled from this. Not only from this, but from playing in the NFL. And if you ever saw Clinton Portis play, he never practiced. He rarely practiced because he was always hurt. Yeah. And he I think he they said he had 12 documented concussions from high school, college in the NFL, in which time they really didn't document in high school. But he kind of documented himself or whatever. Uh, but that's crazy. I think adjusting. he'll spend. So he'll spend six months in prison. And then I believe it's uh, another six additional month on home confinement for his role in a scheme, a scheme defrauding the NFL in the health care program. He faced a maximum of 10 years in prison. Because he pled guilty, um, he also had to pay a hundred thousand dollars back. Uh, he said he wanted; he was seeking the higher, or the Department of Justice reportedly said it was seeking the higher end of a ten to sixteen month sentence guidance because Portis denied his guilt only until the retrial. So, uh, but one of fifteen players among those players, uh, Carlos Rogers used to play for Washington as well uh not many other well-known players in this uh that are also being Antoine Odom I feel like I've heard that name before John Eubanks I feel like I've heard that name before but again sad situation for Clinton Portis he'll go to prison for six months uh and before we get out of here let's talk or get out of the segment we'll talk uh some uh, injury news for Washington football team. Look at the injury report. Friday, Friday practice, I believe, happening right now. They haven't updated it for Friday, but uh, did not practice uh, both Wednesday and Thursday. Is Sadiq Charles who started this last week at tackle? Uh, Curtis Samuel. I don't know why you just don't put him on the IR. You they
2: haven't could all
1: year. They haven't all year. They should have just Ricky Seals Jones, obviously concussion. Uh, hopefully, he's you know back at the facility doing a lot better after that hit last week
2: yeah that was a uh, crazy situation you hope he's okay the camera guy is okay and everything or everybody else
1: involved obviously Montez sweat not practicing i don't assume he'll play his brother got killed last week uh sam cosme was a full practice yesterday uh antonio gibson limited practice with the hip james smith williams limited practice yesterday with an illness i'm assuming non covid related uh samus reyes who Ron Rivera spoke that he was going to get a big portion of the offense this week to see what he can do. Why
2: not? It's a meaningless game. But
1: he's got a hamstring injury, so that could really limit him in what they want him to do. Poor guy. Uh, Great story. Yeah. All I have to say, though, is I'm happy we're not the Giants because the Giants' injury report is like double the Washington football team's injury report. We'll
2: Uh, see how Sunday goes.
1: You might get Saquon back. Uh, Mike Glennon is not playing this week I don't believe Uh, who else Dexter Lawrence uh, he may play he's doing a COVID ramp up so he's trying to get back in shape Darius Slayton uh, he has a shoulder injury potentially uh, COVID ramp ups as well potentially could play Uh, Kadarius Tony shoulder injury didn't practice so a lot of injuries on this Giants team and you mentioned the other day they haven't had a winning season in what Five years? Five years? They haven't had a
2: winning record. Winning record, yeah. Yeah. Winning record. At any point in the season in five years.
1: That's just crazy to me. No, it's not at any point in the season. I looked it up because they have. Okay. It's throughout the last five seasons. They haven't ended the season with a winning record. Okay. Uh, But that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store, any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It's family-owned and operated and located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg, uh, when we come back, we go to Orsini's.com. we come back, we'll talk some WVU men's basketball. They're set to play tomorrow. Uh, that is next on the Sports Mix.
0: Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10.
1: Welcome back into this third segment of the Sports Mix. Spencer Brunick, Virginia, Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us for this Friday as we get ready for the weekend in sports. One thing you'll hear this weekend, tomorrow on Talk Radio WRNR, I believe a 1 p.m. pregame show, 2 p.m. tip-off. Is that correct? I w- think so, yeah. Resident WVU fan? Yep. Uh, the WVU Mountaineers men's basketball team are set to play Kansas State tomorrow. That is in morgantown correct yes
2: first big 12 home game of the year for both uh men's and women's i believe women's plays right after
1: uh there you go uh looking at some stuff here it looks like uh last night on the uh coach huggins show that you could hear right here and you can hear every thursday now 7 to 9 p.m through the rest of the season right here on talk radio wrnr uh He gave uh, Bob Huggins gave the status Of three players that the Mountaineers were without Last week against the against Texas Todd Sherman, Gabe Osha Boykin. Osha Boykin and Kobe Johnson uh, they fell to the Longhorns Remember that game 74-59 They really struggled to take care of the ball They turned it over over 20 times Uh He said quote I believe so that all three will be able to Play tomorrow tip off at 2 p.m. Inside the WVU Coliseum Uh so that's good news
2: very good news because ted Teza sherman is your leading scorer one of the leading scorers in the nation with almost 21 points per game and then gabe your best defender so two guys that are fifth year seniors that would have definitely helped against texas and maybe made it a closer game maybe not you never know but against a team like k-state hopefully uh it helps the Mountaineers get a win in conference play because they need it.
3: Yeah, I think they're going to win that game uh, tomorrow. Kansas favored nice okay.
2: by Seven, but, I mean, ev- every team in the Big 12 is good. I think I saw a power ranking thing a couple days ago. It had each conference listed with the ranking of the best team and the uh, worst team in the conference, and everybody – like, every other conference had team, the worst one was in, like, the 100s. Big wow. 12, the worst, was 63rd. Wow. So, if you think of the big dance, that means every Big 12 team could be in the big dance.
1: That's crazy. Yeah.
3: But they won't be. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. True. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think this Kansas State team, they're, they're okay, but I think WVU probably... Beat some tomorrow, especially with having all those guys healthy and back. Uh, you know, if they were out, then I'd probably lean towards Kansas State. But with having those guys, Mountaineers should take care of business in this one. As long as they, you know, shoot well from the free throw line, which we know has been a kind of a struggle, and, and don't make too many turnovers, uh, they'll be all right.
2: I agree, and I wish that free throws were, you know, free like they are supposed to be for the mountaineers but
1: (laughs) free like they're supposed to be for the mountaineers they're always supposed to be free
2: i know but everybody that is listening knows what i mean because their free throw percentage is awful yeah uh and it's always been awful
1: before we got to hit another break a little short mountaineer segment here uh let's talk about the other division one basketball team in the state of west virginia marshall uh they're trying to end it their four game and its four-game losing streak this weekend as they play a home game against florida atlantic uh will be pretty shorthanded though marshall head coach dan d'antoni confirmed on thursday the team will be without multiple players including star point guard andrew taylor starting center goran miladinovich due to health issues associated to covid associated with covid-19 uh d'antoni added that additional players could be out for this weekend's game as well those additional players include forward Darius George uh, who's been in and out of the starting lineup all season is questionable due to an illness not sure how much that is related to COVID-19 uh, but obviously flu is going around as well very rampant as well a lot of people that don't have COVID end up having the flu uh, and reserve forward Amerik Tosant, Tosant is that how you say it Nick? Uh, Do you I think it's Amir Toussaint? Amir Toussaint—that's who it is. Who, uh, who missed last week's loss to La Tech is also unknown for the weekend. Also, they'll be without a coach as well, according to other sources. Um, they stank. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just
1: say. Yeah, I was just—I don't know. And seven FAU, and seven on the year. Oh, and one. FAU is play. who they play. Yes, Florida Atlantic, not FAU. They like to be Florida Atlantic. Whatever. I mean, it says it in their game notes. as FAU. Who cares? What? ESPN lists them as
3: the FAU. Yeah, yeah. but their game notes, remember? No, I don't remember. <laughs> Nick, I was talking to Nick. Yeah, kinda. I don't no. know. I mean, they, Florida I don't think Atlantic that's Florida Land. I mean, they got I was FAU gonna,
2: as their logo, man. I was going to half like respect them and say that's usually a tournament team.
1: Uh, not Marshall? the last few years. Marshall, no, not Marshall, yeah. no. FAU, no. I thought they were. No. I okay. don't know when the last time FAU made a tournament. They have a decent team, usually, but they're not tormenting. People are now calling for head coach Dan D'Antoni's job. Nah, nah, whatever.
3: He's not going to lose his job. He's Dan D'Antoni. He's going to coach there
1: until he dies. (laughs) Yeah, and he'll... uh, It probably also has to do with them wanting money from him. Or him donating money, I should say.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's a Tony, So, like, that's, like, the biggest name around Marshall.
1: Yeah. I mean...
3: Besides, like, Randy Moss. But, obviously, Randy Moss is never around. Yeah, he's That's never true. around.
2: What was it? During the Monday uh, night football broadcast, did you see him like, say, my home's right. place, country roads, you know, 45 minutes away? And I'm like, when's the last time you were in West Virginia, Randy Moss?
1: Uh, well, 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 he was uh, there when he went in the Hall of Fame. He was in yeah, Charleston. He came back to Charleston and signed a bunch of autographs for everybody. So, that oh. he was there. How long ago was that? Three years ago. Yeah. Two years ago. Two, three years. He also said he was going to do something in the summer of 2020 in Huntington. Uh, he made this whole big announcement about it, but I, it's obviously well, COVID, yeah. it probably COVID happened. COVID, yeah. uh, but I would make a bank mm-hmm. guess that in the next month or so, Marshall slated to hire a new AD, and they have a new football coach. So I would make a big presumption here that you see the return of Randy Moss to Huntington at some point, because a lot of it had to do with the former AD and the former football coach.
2: Only time will tell, I guess.
1: Yeah, only time will tell. We've got to hit the last break of the day. Did Randy tell you that, or my sources? Sources. Yeah, I've got sources. Randy. Not Randy. I don't have that. I don't have that kind of pool. But I do have sources. No, I not he a good source. A source. <laughs> no, he doesn't have a source. He just makes some quotes up, but that's for another day. Uh, segment's watching in a part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to hagerstownford.com. When we come back. We'll wrap up the show. Uh, we'll uh, maybe uh, you know get some uh, weekend predictions for what's going to happen. But that's next on Sportsman.
0: <laughs> I can still hear the sound of you saying, no. "You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10."
1: Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your January 7th, 2022. Brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. Or you can stop by their offices located at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg uh, as we get ready to wind down today's edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, Tonight on Talk Radio WRNR, you can tune in to... uh, The Capitals game, due to it wasn't on the schedule because things have changed. We're supposed to be calling some basketball tonight. Which Uh, is tomorrow. Yes, which is now tomorrow at 7.30 p.m., but only on TV10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. Uh, The Caps game, though, tonight at St. Louis. It's an 8 p.m. start, 7.45 pregame show on the Capitals radio network. Uh, So that should be a good one. They got a big weekend, uh, the Capitals do, because... They've been off since what was it Sunday? I think they had a game potentially. I think it was Sunday. Yeah, they did play yeah. Sunday and they're supposed to play I think it was on Tuesday in Montreal, Montreal, but that game got canceled because or postponed because of traveling and the Yeah, Canada's Canada situation with everything. Uh but so the Caps go they played Sunday a matinee 3 p.m. game. Then they had four days off, and uh, now they're back at it tonight. Then they'll play tomorrow. Then they have Sunday off, back at it Monday for a big game. It's a, it's a big game. I believe we'll have that game right here on Talk Radio WRNR unless we have – yeah There's no, we no Monday night football, yeah. so. No, no, I was saying unless we have a game, but that that we have on Tuesday we have a broadcast. Uh, for basketball but that game Monday is a big game against the Bruins always big when you play them but tonight 745 pregame show uh, St. Louis Blues and then tomorrow they're at the Wild for an 8pm game we'll have that game uh, but it should be a good weekend in sports as uh, we'll have tomorrow as I mentioned we'll have WV men's basketball versus Kansas State then immediately after that at 430 the NFL has a doubleheader for week 18 first game includes the Chiefs and the Broncos, second game is Eagles and Cowboys. And then Sunday, 11 a.m., Washington football team's pregame show uh, will be on. And then 1 p.m. kick against the Giants. And then Sunday night football has the, what is that, the Chargers and the Raiders. So we talked about that earlier. And then we'll have bas- high school basketball tomorrow night on TV10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. <laughs> So a big weekend, uh, sport, a big sports weekend, and not uh, you know every so final week of the NFL season. And uh, So what are you guys looking forward to this sports weekend? Nick, you can spring mills muscle. Man. I mean, I was going to say you can talk about your Ravens. Okay. Thank you for permission. I mean, the Ravens game is <laughs> interesting, like, is thing, do it?
3: <laughs> but it's also might be meaningless. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching Ben Roethlisberger for the final time. A guy I respect, even though he is. And then you're going to say Good Riddance. Well, Suggs will be there. And
1: oh yeah, they're honoring Suggs, aren't they?
3: Well, it's not really honoring. He's just going to come out and just the legend of the tackle game. Tackle Big Ben. Well, he has the most sacks against Roethlisberger, so game. he needs so to do that, it one last that, time. He's going to shoot up. Was suit that done up. on purpose? Yeah. Yeah, he's going to shoot up, right? <laughs> they have a huge rivalry between. Well friendly rivalry i guess well
1: monday night we can't air it on here but we'll talk monday georgia alabama national colin championship. did get the answer colin go for what what's your, what are you most excited about this weekend in it's sports weekend Ooh, just in general in general
2: about sports or this weekend in general whatever i don't know monday's national championship if that counts
1: uh, that's, uh, we're going to be talking about that monday, so give, me some, monday. give me colin, something monday so
2: washington i'm gonna watch washington you wanted I'll to watch... make the trip up there why were you not excited about
1: it he still might. That's true. But uh, that, that doesn't...
2: We it. got f- f- basketball Saturday.
1: All right. Well, that does it for this Kids edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Versley, I'm Spencer Bruce saying so long. Tune in tomorrow night as Spring Mills and uh, Muscleman do battle. 7 p.m. Johnny's Express, off Show. TV10 WRNR-TV only.